Hello and welcome to the Fantasy Football CU Podcast. This is Andrew here again, and this week we're going to go over week 10. I can't believe it's already week 10 for the football season and for the fantasy football season. We're going to also go over that Panthers and Bears game, whatever we can go over with that, because it it wasn't all that great. But first, as we always do, let's start off with the Word of God. And today we're going to get some wisdom. We're going to go back to the book of Proverbs. We're going to read Proverbs chapter 4, verse 23. And it says, Above all else, guard your heart, for it is the wellspring of life. Basically what that means is take care of yourself. You need to make sure your heart is protected. Because if your heart is hurting, if your heart is damaged, and it if it needs taken care of, it needs healing, then the rest of your body is going to start to fall apart. Everything starts with your heart. So take care of yourself. Don't let this world bring you down. Get help. Get the help you need, whether that's with friends, family, even a counselor. It's not a bad thing to seek out professional help. All right. Now let's dive into the Panthers and the Bears. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. Um... For the Panthers, I don't know what to say. They do not look good. That offense is in shambles. The defense tries to play as hard as they can, but there's, I don't know, there's not much hope. Bryce Young looks lost out there. I still have hope for him. I'm not going to bail on him, especially in Dynasty. Um, in Redraft, you don't, yeah, you can just drop him. But in Dynasty, keep, keep him in your lineup. Keep him on your bench because I think there is hope for him in the future. The problem just is that team as a whole, their offensive line is kind of poor. They have no weapons. Adam Thielen is the only guy they really have, and he's really a number two, not a true number one. So he's just soaking up targets, but not really doing a lot with them. The running game is kind of eh. At this whole team, you just kind of want to stay away from, unless you have the defense playing against them. Then you might want to stream that defense because Bryce Young he gets sacked quite often. He likes to turn the ball over a little bit because he has nothing else to do with the ball. No one's open, so he kind of has to force it sometimes. So if you have the defense going against the Panthers, it could be a good streaming option every single week. And for the Bears, it's interesting their dynamic whenever Bajent is in as opposed to Fields. Um, Bajent has not thrown a passing touchdown to a receiver yet. It's crazy to think that it's been all the running backs. And then when Fields was in, it was the opposite. It was all receivers, tight ends getting these touchdowns and no really running backs. So Fields should be back next week. So DJ Moore should play well again. He might be a kind of a buy low right now because with Bajan in, he has not looked great. And Komet is kind of the opposite. Bajan looked for him early and often, but... Fields didn't do so much with that, so he might be a guy if you want to sell high a little bit on. I don't know. I don't know what you can get for him. But um, another big thing is the running game. So um, Deontay Foreman's looked really good. He scored again this week, and Khalil Herbert should be back next week. My expectation on this is it's going to be kind of a split backfield between Khalil Herbert being in their quote-unquote starter and kind of the third down back with Foreman being their guy that just runs between the tackles and their red zone guy on the in the goal line. 
I think Roshan Johnson's going to kind of be phased out a little bit. Um, he'll still get on the field some, but it's going to be Foreman. It's going to be Herbert. And for fantasy, you kind of want to stay away from all three because this offense isn't like a great offense. And if they're splitting touches, kill Herbert, he'll get a little bit of run. He'll be in that you know, get some targets in the passing game, and Foreman will be their goal line guy, so they're both kind of flex-ish, maybe at best options, unless things change, so I kind of think from now on, you might want to, I don't know, you might want to steer clear of the Bears' backfield. Okay, now to the, to the Sunday slate for week 10. We're going to start with the Colts and the Patriots. For the Colts, it looks like it might finally be Jonathan Taylor's backfield. Zach Moss didn't do much last week. He wasn't on the field much. Jonathan Taylor got most of the snaps. That might be what it's looking like going forward. Um, this is a Germany game, and it's not going to be a pretty game, probably not. But still, um, you're just going to start Jonathan Taylor. Michael Pittman Jr.'s looked awesome, and that's about it, especially with Downs. Might be missing this game. I don't know if he's going to play. He made the trip, but I don't know. That knee's kind of questionable. Um, so I think just Taylor, Pittman, and that's about it. Alec Pierce might be a dart throw, might be a DFS type, type of player right there, but that's going to be about it unless Isaiah McKenzie shows out taking the place of um, Downs' slot receiver role, which could be a thing. And for the Patriots, um, Pop Douglas, Demario Douglas, is looking pretty good. Um, with you know, with the unfortunate injuries they've had, um, they don't really have anybody in their receiving core. Juju's still there, but I don't trust Juju. Um, and you know that in unfortunate injury um, that they had in their receivers with Kendrick Bourne going down for the year. Devontae Parker's been hurt most of the year. He should be coming back soon. So once he's there, it be interesting to see who is going to be, quote-unquote, the guy in their um, receiving game. Because Douglas has looked good. Juju's still there. And when Parker's back, it's hard to say. Next up, we have the Texans and the Bengals. For the Texans, the main thing I'm looking at here is the receivers because Nico Collins is going to miss this game. And um, Robert Woods, he should play. No um, set in stone thing there, but with Nico Collins out, it's going to be Tank Dell, it's going to be Noah Brown, and then it's going to be Dalton Schultz unless Woods gets on the field a little bit. I think this could be a big Tank Dell and Noah Brown game. Um, because Nico Collins is going to miss this, and he's been their wide receiver one, so to speak. They've spread the ball around well, and C.J. Stroud looks awesome. Um, but I think Tank Dell could really go off here because they're going to need to keep up with the Mingles. And with the Texans running back room, Damian Pierce is going to miss again, so Singletary could be a flexish player for the Texans this week. But the Bengals have a decent defense. It's not great, but it's decent. And for the Bengals, it's almost similar because T. Higgins is already ruled out. Jamar Chase is trying to go, but he's not 100% with that back injury. And if he's not 100%, he, he might not really get to um, push the field downfield, um, push that secondary and try to get open deep. Might be kind of dink and dunk if he's not you know, getting that burst because of his back issue. So this is actually a really interesting game. I'm kind of excited to see this game. And then next up, well, back with the Bengals, I would say Tyler Boyd is a great start. And also, 
um, Irwin. He might get some run, and he might be a sneaky play, especially DFS. I think I might put him in my DFS lineup this week. And next up, we have the Saints and the Vikings. This is going to be a good game. Two playoff contending teams really, really needing a win. And they're just going to fight. And this is at the Vikings. For the Saints, um, what I'm looking for here is can Chris Olave finally get going? He's starting to ramp up a little bit. He's looked okay. Michael Thomas put up a just a goose egg last week. But the biggest thing is, is Taysom Hill. He needs to be picked up. If he's still available, he needs to be picked up. He is averaging in the past four or five weeks, tied in two numbers right behind Kelsey. No one would have really realized that. He's had put up better numbers than Hawkinson, better numbers than Andrews, better numbers than Kittle, Laporta, you name it. He's number two behind Kelsey the past few weeks. So you need to pick him up, and it could be a good spot start because, you know, the Vikings, they like... It's a blitz. They like to bring the heat, and they get burned deep every once in a while, and they're kind of okay with that. They understand what's going to happen. So Taysom Hill, he might be able to bust loose um, on a deep pass or even if he's doing his little out-of-the-backfield running thing. Look what Jonu Smith did last week against the Vikings. Had a little short screen pass, took it to the house. Could very well happen with Taysom Hill as well. And for the Vikings, Josh Dobbs is here, and he is the guy for now. Um, with the Kirk Cousins injury, I think they still might want Jaron Hall to be the guy, but he's still in concussion protocol. So it's going to be Josh Dobbs. And I think that's pretty good all around for their offense. Um, I know the Saints defense is good, but I think the Vikings are kind of matchup proof almost against the defense because their offense is so fluid, so many things they can do with it. And Josh Dobbs with his um, running ability just opens it up more. So I'm confident in Jordan Addison. I'm confident in TJ Hawkinson and especially Alexander Madison. Unfortunately, Cam Akers got hurt. Um, I think Madison might be getting a little bit more work. And with the threat of Dobbs, running the ball, it kind of opens up lanes in the middle of the field where those linebackers got to keep an eye on Dobbs, and Madison might be able to sneak up some big runs. And then um, another guy to maybe keep your eye on under the radar is Tyson Chandler. Uh, they're going to get him the ball more. I don't know how much yet, but keep that on your radar. The next game we have is the Packers and the Steelers. For the Packers, Aaron Jones is finally getting going. If you have the ability to trade for him, um, I would do it now because he finally got a lot of touches last week, and that's going to continue. Your window to get him might have gone away because last week he looked really good. He scored a touchdown. He got a lot of fantasy points last week. I think that's going to continue because, as you can see with the Packers, their pass game is kind of... Exactly. It's non-existent. Um, and her receivers are doing the best they can, but Jordan Love looks bad. Um, can he turn it around? Sure. He's, he's got talent. They've got talent on their offense. They've got a lot of good receivers, but it's just not look good. But um, I have confidence in Aaron Jones. And then for the Steelers, what I'm looking at here is Deontay Johnson is finally taking control of this wide receiver room. George Pickens looked awful last week. He should have scored. You got you got to get that toe in. Um, but I think it's Deontay, Deontay Johnson's show. George Pickens is kind of the secondary guy. He'll be better than last week. Um, so if someone dropped him or if you're wondering what to do, I would 
hold them for now unless you need to pick somebody up because the Steelers' offense isn't fantastic, but it's not bad. Um, he he'll get he'll be better than last week, but this is the this is the Deontay Johnson Deontay Johnson um, wide receiver room right here. And um, Najee Harris actually looked pretty good. Um, he might be kind of a guy to keep an eye on as well. Maybe try to buy low on. Maybe um, Jalen Warren is still going to split touches with him, but Najee looked pretty good last week. Next up, we have the Titans and the Buccaneers. For the Titans, Will Levis looks pretty good. I have confidence in their offense all the way around with Will Levis back there as opposed to Tannehill. So if you have Hopkins, feel pretty good about it. If you have um, Chico Conquo, you can feel pretty good about him too. He might be a decent pickup in the um, tight end waiver wire if you need someone, if you had maybe Goddard or if when you're, you're tight end you draft, it just hasn't turned out. If you had Pitts, um, he might be a guy to look into. And Derrick Henry is kind of looking like Derrick Henry again. I've been all on the Tajay Spears show. I would still say he's worth a stash, worth a pickup if he's available. But I think they might just lean on Derrick Henry. They're not going to be able to re-sign him, I don't believe. This is the last year he's under contract. Next year will be the Tajay Spears show for sure. But right now, Derrick Henry looks pretty good. Buccaneers' run defense is solid, but Derrick Henry is going to still do Derrick Henry things. And for the Buccaneers, the main thing I'm looking at here is Rashad White. Man, is he looking really good. I wanted him this year in, in a lot of my leagues. I got him in a couple, which I'm kind of disappointed in. But if you were able to draft him, you're feeling really good right now. He, you can't trade for him now. I believe your buy low window's gone. He is just soaking up so many targets, so many catches. I believe it's something like he's had 36 targets over the past you know, season. Caught 35 of those. So there's so, all small dump-offs, which counts so much for PPR. And then he's taking it for five, six yards every time. So he's looked great. If you have him, congratulations. You did really good in the draft. Next up, we have the 49ers and the Jaguars. For the 49ers, they're finally healthy. Trent Williams, Trent Williams excuse me, is going to play. Um, he's going to be um, just securing the offensive line, which has kind of been a little bit detrimental here of late. And um, Depot Samuel's healthy. IU, Kittle, they're going to look good. I think the main storyline I'm looking at here is um, how do they spread the ball around when all three are healthy? Because that's not been the case all that much this year. It's always been, it seemed like, most of the weeks one of them misses. So is it going to be spreading around where all three get involved? What I kind of think, I think Kittle's going to be the odd man out. I think it's going to be Ayuk. I think it's going to be Debo. Kittle will get a few. He might get some red zone targets. He might get a touchdown. But I don't believe he's going to get much at all. Maybe three or four targets. He might turn that into 12 fantasy points, which would be fine. Um, so you're probably still starting him. But I think that the passing game is going to go through Debo. It's going to go through Ayuk. And, of course, McCaffrey. And then for the Jaguars... They just kind of have their buy. The 49ers did as well, but they're just coming out of their buy. I'm curious to see what they're going to do with this offense because it's kind of been sporadic, hit and miss. Um, Calvin Ridley's been very inconsistent. Christian Kirk's been coming along. Say Jones been injured. If he plays, um, then I think that actually helps Ridley out, surprisingly enough, because when Jay Jones has been out there, Ridley's played well, 
when Zay Jones has missed, Christian Kirk has played really well. So it's an interesting dynamic. But I would say you should feel okay starting Calvin Ridley and Christian Kirk if you have them. Both are kind of like flex-ish wide receiver twos until we truly see if either one of them takes a hold of this offense. They traded for Ezra Cleveland from the Vikings, so their offensive line is going to be better protecting Trevor Lawrence. But the 49ers pass rush is just insane with Chase Young added to that lineup. Uh, ugh, I feel bad for Trevor Lawrence this week. They're going to have to do a lot of short passes, which is going to help out Christian Kirk and Evan Ingram. And then next up, we have the Browns and the Ravens, two really good defenses. For the Browns, the main thing I'm looking at here is their offensive line. It is hurt. They're missing three other starters, I believe. So is Deshaun Watson going to be able to pass the ball against this good Ravens defense? I don't know. you got to start Amari Cooper, but other than him, I don't know if I would start anybody else. And Jogu, maybe, because the tight end landscape. Jerome Ford or Cream Hunt, if you have to. Maybe they're flex-ish guys, but I'm kind of scared for this Browns offense, honestly. Now watch them go off for like, 35 points or something insane. Um, I don't see that happening, though. So I would start Cooper, and that's about it, honestly. And for the Ravens, what I'm looking at here is, can, can Lamar Jackson actually be a fantasy football usable player? Because the past couple weeks, they just demolished the teams they've played, and he hasn't had to really do anything. They just ran the ball so well, he isn't kind of standing there just letting it happen. That's going to change very soon. So if the um, Lamar Jackson manager is getting a little nervous, I would maybe send some offers. Try to get a slightly buy low window possibly on him because the rest of their schedule is pretty difficult where I don't believe they're just going to run all over um, teams by beating them 30 to 9 like they have the past couple of weeks. I think they're going to be more competitive games where Lamar is going to actually going to have to throw the ball, maybe score some touchdowns with his arm or his legs. So um, I would maybe try to buy low on him. And um, I don't know about the running game. I'm not confident Gus Edwards. He has to score to pay off, which I know he's scored a lot. But I don't anticipate that happening all the time. And for this particular week, Keaton Mitchell is a little hurt. He looked great last week. His hamstring's kind of flaring up, but they want to give him the ball more. So he might be a guy to keep on your radar as well. The next up, we have the Falcons and the Cardinals. Oh my goodness, the Falcons. Uh, it's just so gross. It's so gross talking about that offense. Everyone's giving Arthur Smith so much really distaste and almost hate. And I don't want to go that far because that's just wrong. He's doing a good job with this team. They're competitive. But, man, what a mismanagement of resources. you you got to believe B. John Robinson's going to do more. He's going to get more touches because he's their best player. And you got to believe that Kyle Pitts will get more targets. He's their best tight end, best athletic tight end. And Drake London's been hurt when he's back. He'll be back in the fold. He's actually He actually looked pretty good before he got hurt. So um, you should have confidence in Drake London. But, man, you have to believe that Bijan's going to get the ball more. Even with what Arthur Smith is saying, you have to believe it. We're going to speak that into existence. Bijan Robinson is scoring a touchdown this week, and he's going to be having – he'll have over 17-ish fantasy points. we got to believe that. And then for the Cardinals, it's the Kyler Murray show. It's happened. He might still be available in your league. 
If he is, he's definitely worth a stash because he's just so dynamic. He's been a top eight-ish quarterback every single year he's been in the league. So if anything, he could be a trade piece for a quarterback needy team because there's really only like six to seven you really trust this year. Other ones are kind of hit and miss. So if he's a top eight quarterback, he'll have value. And James Conner's back, um, which is really good for that team. I, th I believe he's back. I don't think they've officially announced that yet, but things are looking like he's going to play. And he's a solid RB2 rest of the way. They have a difficult schedule, but, I mean, he's their guy when he's out there. Next up, we have a really possibly good game here. The Lions at the Chargers. For the Lions, um, David Montgomery is back. So how is this backfield going to look? I think with how well Jameer Gibbs has played, and their coach staff has stated this, that they like what they've been seeing, I think what's going to happen is they're going to kind of split it kind of like a 60-40 David Montgomery to Jameer Gibbs. I think it's going to be like that, which means neither one of them are stud, no-brainer, set-it-forget-it RB1s, but they're both kind of middle-to-low-end RB2s really good flex options for the rest of the year while they're both healthy which kind of is eh for fantasy football especially if you have both of them like me i have both of them on in one league and i'm like uh it's not really fun when they're both healthy and getting the ball a lot but they're both solid starters just not superstars like they have been when one's missed the game um, David Montgomery will be the, between the tackles, their goal line. Jameer Gibbs will be on the outside in the passing game. They're both RB2 flex plays. And then for the Chargers, um, with Palmer still being out, Quinton Johnston not looking great, it might just be the Keenan Allen and Austin Eckler show. They don't have a lot else going for them. But if that's the case, if they're going to funnel the ball to both those guys, then they're both they're a wide receiver one, RB one, no-brainer studs the rest of the way. Um, unless Quentin Johnson can actually show something. The Lions defense is good, but not great, so maybe he can do something. He didn't do anything against the Jets, but that's the Jets. The Jets have one of the best defenses in the league. Maybe. Maybe Quentin Johnston can do something. This is the last week. If he doesn't do it this week, I'm out. I'm completely out. But maybe maybe this week next up we have the giants and the cowboys talk about a potential ugly game for the giants i don't know what to say here I, I i don't know daniel jones is out for the year he might be done with this franchise tyra taylor's out as well they have their third string i believe it's a rookie quarterback starting for him. no you want nothing to do with this offense you have Saquon, you're starting him, of course, but nothing else. Cowboys defense is a huge streamer. I'm definitely putting them in my DFS lineup um, because I I just, this could be another 34-3 to game and not even be that close. This is going to be ugly. For the Cowboys, what I'm looking at here is I believe this is going to be finally the week Tony Pollard goes off and maybe even scores like two touchdowns because they're not going to have to do much. They're going to probably have like a 21-0 lead midway through the second quarter, and they're going to be in coast mode. Not going to be throwing the ball much more. CeeDee Lamb and Jake Ferguson, they're going to get their, they're going to get theirs in that first quarter and first half of the second quarter. They'll 
get double-digit fantasy points easy. And um, Dak Prescott's looked great. He's a, he might be a guy to maybe look at getting on your roster. Their passing game has been awesome. But for this week, I believe Tony Pollard is going to go off. If you can buy low on him, do it now. Do it now. He has not looked great the past few weeks because they've been throwing the ball so well. But this is the week. This is the week he's going to go off. You need to get him in your lineup now. If you can get him, do it. Next up, we have the Commanders and the Seahawks. For the Commanders, their defense is just so bad now. They got rid of their two best players um, for the trade deadline. So they're going to have to pass the ball all day to keep up, which is good. For Terry McLaurin managers, for Jahan Dotson managers, he look, he's looked good. He should be in rosters now. And especially for Sam Howell managers. He might be another quarterback to try to secure on your lineup. Maybe a buy low-ish because he looks so good. He might not be a true buy low. But I think they're going to have to throw the ball a ton the rest of the way. He's going to be a QB1. He's going to be top 10, maybe even top 8 the rest of the way. You can start him. And if you have him and maybe like a Mahomes or Jackson or you know, a Hertz or even a Lawrence, one of these really solid to superstar quarterbacks, maybe you're weak in another position, like your running back or your receiver too is kind of eh. You might think about and consider trading your superstar quarterback for a superstar wide receiver or running back and start Sam Howell the rest of the way. That could be a decent way to manage your team, especially with the commanders not going to be stopping any teams at all they're gonna have to throw and for the seahawks looks like they're finally getting healthy ken walker was a little dinged up he looks healthy now i don't know if that's why charbonnet was getting the ball more or if it was that they just truly want to split the touches between the two of them that'd be interesting to see but how's their passing game gonna look they're gonna move the ball well this week so i think dk metcalf and tyler lockett are gonna get some good touches might score even, but they both might score. They're both startable this week. Um, but how are they going to spread the ball around when they're moving the ball well? That's what I'm looking at here because that's what they're going to be able to do. Is it going to be they're going to focus on the run game with Ken Walker, with Charbonnet? Are they going to focus on pass game with Metcalf, with Lockett, or are they going to be balanced? I think it's going to be more of a balanced thing. That's kind of what they've wanted to do is stay balanced with kind of all four of those guys, maybe even JSN as a number five, getting the ball and getting the ball a good amount of time. Next up, we have Sunday Night Football. Not going to be a pretty game, but it should be competitive. The Jets and the Raiders. For the Jets, Zach Wilson looked awful last week, just awful against a not that great Chargers defense. Can he get better? Can he run this offense enough where Garrett Wilson is startable, where Brees Hall is startable, and you're confident in those two guys? You're going to start both of them anyway because they're just that good of players, but can Zach Wilson move the ball well enough where both of them are studs like they should be? I don't know. The Raiders defense is fine, but not great. So they should, but that was the case last week against the Chargers, and they didn't. So it's, it's going to be interesting to see how Garrett Wilson and how Brees Hall look with Zach Wilson under center. Aaron Rodgers is looking like he might be kind of close. He's been talking to people saying, I'm a few weeks out or just a few fortnights is what he's been saying. I don't know. 
I don't know how true that is, but he will play sometime this year. I'm kind of hoping before fantasy playoffs, that way Garrett Wilson and Brees Hall can really turn out. But until I see it, I'm not going to believe it. And then for the Raiders, I really like what their head coach is doing, what Pierce is doing. He's looked, he's he's got this game, got this team back to the basics, running the ball hard, getting easy passes to Devontae Adams, to Jacoby Myers. This week, though, it's going to be tough. It's going to be tough sledding against this Jets defense. You're going to start Devontae Adams because he's Devontae Adams. You're going to start Josh Jacobs because he's Josh Jacobs. They're both studs, but you're not going to feel very confident with it. This could be an ugly game. The Jets could be a decent defense to stream or be a DFS type of defense because I think Aiden O'Connell is going to be under duress early and often, and I don't feel good about that Raiders offense as a whole. They looked good last week, but last week was against a really, really bad team. This week's against the Jets defense. That's going to be tough. Then last up, we have the Broncos and the Bills. This could be an interesting game because, honestly, both teams are looking at kind of a must-win situation. For the Broncos, it looks like Javante Williams is healthy. I think it's going to be the Javante Williams show going forward. If you drafted him and you were patient, congratulations. Now is your time. I didn't draft him in any of my leagues. I didn't feel confident in getting him where he was being drafted. I thought it was a little high. Um, and I figured it would take a while before he was the guy. I think that's now. I think he's going to get 65-ish percent of the snaps at running back with McLaughlin being number two and P. Ryan just kind of showing up when he does because he hasn't really looked that great. Um, so if you drafted Javante Williams, congratulations. Now he is a solid RB2 with potential RB1 if he continues to get better. And then for the Bills... I'm looking at Dalton Kincaid, man. He is great. He's gonna he's their second option total on offense, honestly. Dix is number one. I believe he's number two with James Cook being number three. That's what I believe. Um, you might think that's um Dix one, Cook two, Kincaid three. I no, I think Kincaid's number two. Um Josh Allen's looking for him early and often. If you're able to pick him off of waivers, congratulations. I did in a multitude of leagues. And if you did and you have a stud tight end, an Andrews, a Hawkinson, um, a Laporta even, maybe even a Kittle, you might think of moving one of those guys. Like maybe move a Hawkinson or an Andrews for a stud wide receiver or a running back, or move Kincaid for a lower level running back and wide receiver and keep your Andrews or, or Kittle or Hawkinson. Something to think about because Kincaid is here. He is here to stay, and he's going to look good the rest of the year. All right. Well, that's enough about fake football. Now, let's time. It's time to get real. Let's get real here. And what I'm going to talk about today, I, I labeled this. Let's get back to the garden. And what do I mean by that? Well, in Genesis chapter three, verse chapter three, verse eight. This is after um, Adam and Eve ate the apple, and they just oh. I, 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 I feel bad thinking about that. Um, that was a, just a difficult situation they're in all around. That's another story. But after they ate the apple, this is the verse, verse 8. 
and they heard the sound of the Lord God walking in the garden in the cool of the day. And Adam and his wife hid themselves from the presence of the Lord, from the presence of the Lord God among the trees of the garden. The main thing I'm looking at here is to hear the sound of the Lord God walking in the garden in the cool of the day. God walked with them before the fall. They had such a close relationship with God that he was there walking with them, fellowshipping with them, basically what Jesus did when he was here. I want to get back to that. I want to get back to having that close of a relationship with God because that's what he wants. I want to get back to the garden where I am so close to God that I can almost feel his presence or see him walking alongside me on the day to day. So that's getting into scripture more often because scripture is alive. It is God. The word of God has power. And that's the biggest thing of being in relationship with him is being in his word, getting into deep prayer, not just praying over a meal or saying a quick prayer in the morning, but actually praying. It says in first Thessalonians, pray without ceasing. That's what I want to get to is continuing to pray and pray for people I love, pray for myself. Just talk to God. You don't have to ask for anything. Just thank him for what he's done in your life and just have conversations with him. And back to deep, intentional worship, singing praise to the Lord Almighty, giving him the glory that he deserves. That's what I'm talking about by getting back to the garden. Like it says in Micah, it says that... Um, this is what the Lord God requires of us, to act justly and to love mercy and to walk humbly with your God. Walk with him with humility. That's what I want to do. I want to get back to walking with the Lord, spending so much time with him. Just the way I'm living my life and how close I am with him, that it's obvious to everyone around me that, oh man, that guy, he is walking with the Lord. I want to get back to the garden. Well, everyone, thank you so much for listening this week. That is it for our week 10 preview. Thank you again. Um, if you want help with your fantasy football team, with your leagues, I'm happy to help in any way I can. Um, you can um, get on Twitter, get on X, and look me up, Fantasy Football CU, um, without any vowels in it. Happy to answer any questions, or you can go to my website, fantasyfootballcu.com. We have um, a membership there. You can join in live webinars. I'm happy to answer any questions and give you a lot of um, insight of what I'm looking at during the week. We have courses that you can um, look into um, purchasing where I just walk you through every aspect of fantasy football from the draft to championships to different formats to the commissioner of the league. All that's on there, or you can just join the free forum and just ask simple questions or get on our prayer list. I'd be happy to pray for you. Thank you guys so much for joining in. God bless you. We will see you next week.